So hello uh, and welcome to Physician Spotlight. My name is Dr. Carolyn Newberry and I'm here with Dr. Leah Gramlich, who is currently a professor of medicine at the University of Alberta in the Division of Gastroenterology. Um, so uh, Dr. Gramlich, um, it's so nice to see you here today. Um, and I was hoping uh, right now you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, very nice to be here. Um, I am a gastroenterologist and I began my life wanting to do nutrition and I was very fortunate in having mentorship in gastroenterology and did a research project in neonatal TPN cholestasis with a neonatologist and we used a piglet model of fish oil containing lipid emulsions and we made our own lipid emulsions and I went from there to uh, the Boston Deaconess program and trained under George Blackburn and Bruce Bistrian, who were really amazing and incredible role models. And I've been fortunate over my career in being part of the Deaconess family of nutrition leaders. And that's where I got it from. So that's where I came from in nutrition. And since I've been back in Western Canada and practice, I've been extremely fortunate in having a position relative to nutrition. Alberta is a province of about 4.5 million people in Western Canada, and it has one integrated health system in over 200 facilities. In Alberta, I'm the provincial medical advisor for nutrition service. So in that role, I act as the medical lead for over 600 dietitians uh, that practice all the way from acute care to community and primary care and population and public health. My passion is in acute care nutrition and in that role I lead nutrition support teams at two large hospitals in Edmonton and also lead a large home TPM program with over 100 clients and a large home enteral nutrition program with over 600 clients. So I'm intimately involved in multidisciplinary work as it relates to nutrition. I've also been fortunate to, to be a leader in nutrition in Canada. I was the founding president of the Canadian Nutrition Society, one of the founding members of the Canadian Malnutrition Task Force, and I'm the current chair of the Canadian Malnutrition Task Force. As such, I've always valued my training in the US and the uh, strength, leadership, and guidance that is provided by Aspen for healthcare professionals and patients. And it's been wonderful to have uh, knowledge of the leaders uh, as friends and as colleagues. I have enjoyed my time on the Aspen Board of Directors, and I really value being able to pick up the phone or drop an email to experts in nutrition across North America to help me deal with system level problems or focus patient specific problems. I mean, that's so fantastic. And it sounds like you've obviously had a, a multifaceted career. And I'd love to hear more um, about you, how you actually started being interested in nutrition in the first place. I mean, you've come so far since you initially started your career, but what was it that sparked your interest? Like who knows? <laughs> the complete absence of nutrition education and undergrad medical education. I graduated from med school in 1987. And the impact of obesity, sedentary lifestyle, inflammation was less knowledgeable. But I saw patients languishing because they were undernourished. And I truly didn't have any role models aside from my early exposure to Dr. Johnny Venardi and PN cholestasis. 
and uh, a spark was really ignited after my fellowship opportunity on the East Coast. And I came into an environment where I didn't have nutrition support teams. There was no one else who cared about nutrition, like a vast majority of places. And dietitians became my go-to people. And uh, I've worked very closely with dietitians over the past 30 years of my career and have met fabulous leaders, fabulous clinicians, and said, okay, you're the people who care about nutrition. Let's develop our nutrition support teams with you as an integral part. Because I'm part of the nutrition service management team, um, the nutrition service management team has a big mandate. And I am an active member of that team. I promote education. I promote standards of practice. And they help me achieve what I want to achieve. So, for instance, integrated nutrition risk screening across a health system, hardwired into our electronic uh, medical record. Boom, it's done. Uh, we're working on a dashboard for specialized nutrition care and developing a logic model, making sure we have all the right data. You talk to my nutrition service management team, boom, it's done. We want to initiate care pathways for malnutrition care following up on screening so that we're assessing the right individuals and providing standard nutrition care for everyone and advanced nutrition care for those who need assessment and oral nutrition supplements or protein supplementation and we're using specialized nutrition care enteral and parenteral nutrition in the right way at the right time following the right metrics and doing whatever we can to enhance the benefit and to minimize the complications every step along the way my nutrition service team whether it's the grassroots the dietitians I work with in my home TPN teams or nutrition support teams or senior leaders who also are lean engineers and MBA types um, we have managed to come to a common vision and we are effecting nutrition care in our province. And in doing so, we actually set the bar for the rest of the country. And in part of it is our Canadian Malnutrition Task Force. We say, oh, what's happening in Alberta? What's happening in Ontario? And we help each other up. And so we influence care nationally and globally through this relationship because our teams are related across the country. It's wonderful great opportunity. I mean, it is a great opportunity. And it's so interesting to hear about, obviously, your national healthcare model is different than we have here in the United States. And it sounds like you've really been able to, to utilize that to, to build sort of these standardized programs and really improve patients' nutritional care. Um, yeah. I'm sure that you've faced a lot of challenges, you know, developing these programs. Is there one in particular that resonates with you that you'd like mm -hmm. to share with people listening today? Uh, you know what? Um no one really cares about nutrition except those that are passionate about it. And I've been practicing nutrition by stealth, particularly over the past five to 10 years in two areas. I uh, was intimately involved in our provincial rollout of enhanced recovery after surgery. And within that, we put a lot of skin in the game. Uh, but what we've done is we've shifted surgery perception and integration of nutrition care because nutrition care is the surgeon's responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility. And it was actually really easy to gain buy-in because it was important to the outcome of their surgery. For instance, having fewer complications and patients who recovered more quickly. The nutrition care elements relate to nutrition screening, treating those that are at high risk and 
early feeding post-op in addition to a carb load uh, and treating symptoms that preclude oral intake like nausea or constipation. Those are now the surgeon's jobs. And so doing it in a way that uh, allows the surgeons to feel the relevance of nutrition care so that they can lead it, they can drive it has been really effective. In our malnutrition work across the province, we're working to remove barriers um, and be uh, a facilitator. And so I think that um, challenges, no one's going to be as passionate about nutrition as the people who are members of Aspen. I know that if you're an Aspen member, you care a lot about nutrition uh, and you need to use that passion and work from a top-down approach, talk to your leaders, but also a bottom-up approach. And that includes an approach to patients, developing education tools and resources to support the patients or the dietitians who provide them support and uh, seeking that sweet spot where people are doing nutrition care and they actually don't realize it because the system is making it happen. Right, agreed. I mean, definitely um, energizing stakeholders and making them feel full ownership of their patients and how nutrition can improve the patient's outcomes. I, I completely agree. And I hope we're all trying to do that, I think, in our respective institutions. Um, you know, obviously, again, you've accomplished so much in your career. If you had one piece of advice for, you know, junior faculty or early clinicians, you know, what would it be? Uh, follow your bliss uh, and find a mentor. You know, mentorship is something that we all seek. I think we may not label it as such. I would like to do a call out for Bruce Bistrian. Uh, to this date, he is still my mentor. I am emailing him questions about essential fatty acid status or how to approach a unique clinical problem. And it's very helpful. Uh, and I look for mentorship. Uh, and partnership and communication everywhere. I have been impressed uh, with the effective industry partnerships I've developed over my career in nutrition. They've advanced uh, learning and collegiality. I also value that nutrition is a global endeavor and the evidence that we adhere to to provide best care is generated from a global evidence base. And we all have slightly different practices and uh, experiences. So we need to learn from those. We need to look for guidance and expertise and leadership globally, not just locally. Uh, and we wanna find like-minded friends so that you can do what you like in community. Um, absolutely. And I definitely resonate as a junior faculty member, you know, the importance of mentorship to be able to build a career. Um, you know, I know you spoke a little bit about how um, Aspen had provided you resources and tools to sort of build the career that you have now. Um, are there ways you think our members could continue to take advantage of these types of resources? Uh, well, I've been fortunate. You know, I never went into med school thinking I'd be an academic, and here I am, an academic. And I have um, uh, several PhD students who have benefited from the research programs at Aspen through fellowship, training wards, small grants, large grants. And we need to continue to support that, to support our junior faculty, because nutrition granting is challenging in Canada, as I'm sure it is in the U.S., and so uh, nutrition is a broad field, and in particular nutrition support, enteral and parenteral nutrition, that's a fairly narrow slice of the pie. And so we need to promote it amongst ourselves and work in partnership with uh, funding organizations and industry to support that. 
we also need to be particularly in tune to where we're going to get traction with our nutrition research. So as an example, once again, didn't start my career with academia and research in mind, but working in the environment that I work in, I've been doing implementation science, taking what we know and moving it into practice. And with my nutrition service management team, we're able to measure the impact of implementing best nutrition care, demonstrating impact on outcome, compelling system change because we've engaged senior leaders. So the type of research, whether it's basic, clinical, applied health services research or policy research um, is relevant. And in my space, knowing where to go because of what my practice is and what my passion is, has allowed me to advance research. So be conscientious of that and be conscientious of the fact that um, applying clinical research and measuring its impact on outcome is as valid a research as research at a molecular level or discovery research. We need to move that evidence into practice and sustain practice change. And all that is worthy of study and reporting. Aspen has two excellent journals, JPEN and NCP, where we can promote our findings and you know, show off our science amongst a community of peers that will review it with rigor. And I think that's a really outstanding contribution that uh, Aspen makes to our nutrition community, giving our, our, our members and the community at large a place to publish in a high quality environment the findings that are needed for scientific credibility. Okay, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, so many words of wisdom there. And I, I definitely think our viewers will appreciate um, all of those tips. So, you know, I wanted to thank you so much for sitting down and speaking with us. And, you know, this has been another Physician Spotlight. Thank you so okay. much for joining. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.